um, I helped to launch Viagra and Lipitor, which was very, very exciting. Besides other, you know, clients as well, but launching those two products um, during my career was, was probably one of the highlights. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on, Dana Newell. And I'm excited to jump into her story because her and I had a chance to talk. Um, as I saw that, you know, she was involved with some great things going on in North Carolina of really empowering other entrepreneurs and other business owners. So I wanted to bring her on the show. So welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into the details of your business, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and kind of before you started your business? So before I started my business, um, I was living in New York. Um, so New York is my home. Go Giants. And um, and so, you know, prior to starting my business, I was working for some pretty large um, corporate companies, IBM, Bristol-Myers Squibb. I was also working for some pretty large marketing and PR firms as well. And one of the very exciting parts of what I was doing before we moved here was that Pfizer, when I was working in the client side space, um, I helped to launch Viagra and Lipitor, which was very, very exciting. Besides other, you know, clients as well, but launching those two products um, during my career was was probably one of the highlights of that career. So of my career. So I'm, I was just um, really pleased. So that was what I was doing prior to moving. And we moved to North Carolina in 2003. And that's when I launched Benton Newell Communication. Awesome. Now, those were two pretty big launches. <laughs> they were huge. They were huge. I know more about erectile dysfunction as a female than I probably really want to know. Um, but, but it was really one of those opportunities that you could look at it that you were helping folks um, and Lipitor as well, because you're talking about um, blockage of the heart and cholesterol. And um, it was really two blockbuster drugs that really actually put Pfizer on the map. And so um, with IBM, a lot of people don't realize IBM has a healthcare division and that was the division that I was working for. So working for some large pharmaceutical groups there as well. So I've had a pretty um, interesting storied background. Okay. Awesome. Now I'm just curious with a launch that big, how long does it take to do like the prep for a launch of that size? Months, years gotcha. in fact. Um, but when you know that a drug of that size, you know, similar to what we're going through with the vaccine, right? So you're talking about um, a shortened uh, time frame for the FDA to approve a drug, right? So Normally, when you put a drug through the pipeline, it can take years um, through trials, through clinical trials for that drug to be approved by the FDA. Uh, now we can see that that time frame could be shortened because of the fact that we're now in a pandemic. We needed vaccines to try to make us better. But before that, it took years for um, you know, a, a pharmaceutical company to bring a drug to marketplace. And so when we took it on, it was really about to be approved by the FDA. So we, they were in phase three, 
Uh, they have done all their clinical trials and we were picking it up at launch. And so a lot of prep work goes on prior to that. The amount of press releases and press information and Q, you know, Q and A's and CEO preps and crisis communication, um, a lot of that is, is really a big part of what you're doing a long before those drugs ever launch. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, with that amazing depth of experience, you know, what led you to really deciding that you know what you wanted to open your own business? So when we moved, you know, I had the opportunity uh, to open my own business because a moving to a smaller market, uh, Greenville is not uh, New York City, right? And so uh, moving to a smaller um, uh, venue or, or area afforded me the opportunity to take my vast experience that I did while living and working in New York City to help the small business. And so, you know, any kind of marketing strategy, PR strategy, web development, brand development, because these are all the things that I was doing prior to, I wanted to take those skills and transfer those to help the small business. And so Benton Newell launched in 2003 um, as a result of me moving um, and not having, um, I would say maybe, uh, the infrastructure in town to maybe go to a larger company because there's not really a large company in this area. Um, if I was moving to the Raleigh or the Durham or the Charlotte area, that would have been a different situation. But moving to an, this area where the population was a whole lot smaller, I was able to say, well, let me take those skills and transfer them and work with small businesses, emerging businesses, established businesses. And actually one of my first clients was Vidant um, Hospital. At the time it was Pitt Memorial um, Hospital Center, but now it's Vidant Medical Center. But they were my first client and a pretty big one when you talk about a 900 bed hospital. That is a pretty big hospital. Yes. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about, uh, and, and maybe this is a more of a, a selfish question for myself, because I'm going down that path of, like I said, working with the, I've worked with the major companies, and now taking the skill sets that I developed with working with major companies now, bringing that to small businesses. Now, have you found that as you're working with small businesses, they're at a point where they understand the role that your services play in their business? Well, that's what I try to get my clients to see. So, you know, when you're contacting a, uh, a digital or a creative services such as ours, so let me just explain a little bit about what we do because I'm not sure if I really did that. So Bentonu Communications is, you, we are creative and digital wizards, right? I have a small but mighty team of, of creative wizards that we want to help you reach your, mild, your wildest dreams when it comes to um, scaling to the level that you want to scale to. And so we try to take those complex marketing strategies and break them down for you um, for your business. And so marketing can be one of those areas that a lot of people think they know about until they really get into it. And then they realize it's a lot more complex than I thought. So now that we've moved from the traditional marketing 
um, phase to more digital, where everything is now digital and online. You can you can pick up any smartphone, your desktop. You know, you can you everything's at your fingertips now. So me as a marketer moving from traditional to digital um, is always you know interesting because I was a traditional marketerist. Now I'm a digital marketalist. And so, so that's what we do as an agency, try to break those, those complex strategies down for you and your business so that we can help you understand who you're marketing to. A lot of businesses think they know you sit around a room with your VP of marketing or your chief marketing officer, or maybe if you don't even have that, but just your CEO, your COO, and you really think, I know what my clientele wants. And chances are, 90% of the time, you don't. Um, and so we come in to help you understand your buyer persona. You probably heard that phrase before, you know, understanding who these people are that you're marketing to because there's a marketing funnel. And so when somebody is looking for you, even when they're looking for me, they're at that point where I have a pain point that needs to be fixed. I have an emerging company that needs a marketing strategist. I have an existing business that's bleeding and I'm not sure why that, you know, I'm not gaining a new customer base. Um, there's some pain point that you are trying to fix. And that's when strategists like myself come in to help you fix those things so that you can figure out what your clients pain points are. So in that marketing funnel, we help you to develop what your, the clientele that you're looking for, understanding their pain points, knowing that there is a marketing funnel of awareness, consideration, and decision, and what happens in between that funnel, the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, to the end of the funnel, when they make a decision to either hire me or to, you know, or a client or, um, customer that they're trying to reach to hire them or their product or their service or as an investor. Um, that's, that's what we do. And it's, it can be really simplified, but they are really complex ways to look at things. And so when you're looking at a multi-channel marketing approach, um, we help you break those, those down. And, and that's, that's our job is to, to make it simplified enough for you to say, this is what you need to do. This is how you do it. And we're going to help you get there. Mm -hmm. No, that, I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, it, it's one of those things where when I first started my CFO services business, um, working with small business owners, I'm like, oh, I, I know my skill. I know my craft. I know my customer. And then when I started doing it, I was like, I really don't know my customer as well as I thought I did. And, and exactly. And a lot of people don't, you know, and that's the reason why you take the time to research, you know, who your buyer persona, your client persona, who those people are, because, you know, especially on social media, you know, when you're starting putting out content, and I think you had my friend Shannon on recently mm -hmm. about, uh, content uh, marketing, um, you know, you don't realize the information that you put out is not resonating and then you're not getting any likes. This not, they're not, you know, turning over into uh, clicks, you know, you know, 
people that are going to your website um, to see what you're all about, which is considered what they call lead generation, right? So you're trying to get that customer, that potential customer to come over to your side and see what you're all about. And that's what you would call lead. That's a simplified way of saying it, but that's another word for lead generation. And getting that person interested enough in you to take it a little further, take the content that they're looking at and click through, through, right? Click through rate, CTR, click through to see what you're all about. And then spending some time there and then saying, hmm, I I think I, you know, may want to consider this particular service. I may want to buy that product. I may want to invest in that service. Um, And so it's just taking those complex marketing strategies and breaking it down to help you understand who your buyer persona is. And then too, you also need to align that with your value proposition and your business objectives. So like you were saying before, you thought you knew, um, but when you're looking at your buyer persona, you also have to see if it also matches up to your business objectives. and why that's important because you know it, it really does make a difference as to how you approach that that uh oh i think i hear some feedback uh just there there's a little bit of feedback but i can edit that out okay so 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 those are those are some of those areas that I'm, I'm talking about is it's just helping you break those things down. Okay. Okay. No, I think that that is, that is great. Um, so, you know, what I'm curious is, you know, being an entrepreneur yourself and like I said, helping people navigate, you know, understanding their buyer persona, you know, how has that journey been for you in figuring out your buyer persona and like the pivots you've had to make? How's that journey been? So it's been an interesting one. Um, so my background, um, you know, just to, just to, you know, roll back to that original question that you asked me. So I have an MS degree in health administration, and I also have an MBA, um, I'm marketing certified, I'm social media certified and I'm SEO certified. And so all those certifications don't mean anything unless I could really help somebody to figure out what they need to do. So it's nice to have all those fancy titles, but if it doesn't really help, you know, the client that I'm trying to help, it doesn't really matter. And so my journey is one of marketing and operations. What I try to do is get folks to see marketing strategy is extremely important, very important. But if your operations infrastructure, because I also have a strong operations background. So if your operations structure isn't in place, all the marketing that I do for you is going to be for naught. You're going to be spending a whole lot of money on my services. And then somewhere along the line, something on your operations side is broken. And then all all that effort that we put into understanding your buyer persona, looking at the marketing funnel and working through that marketing funnel. Um, so that we can get folks to come to you to buy, to invest, um, to select your service would be for not if you can't handle it, if you can't handle it from an operation standpoint. So say you're a wine distributor and you figured out your buyer persona 
and you want to give a you want to give a sample of a small wine sample and you want to send that out top of the funnel you're trying to get that person aware of who you are and then they like they get it they like it they're in the middle of the funnel and they're like hmm, okay well i like their wines i think i'm going to go ahead and buy well if you sent that particular um sample to and it's about maybe you sent four or five samples and they like those but you can't send them full bottles of what you sent them as a sample, then, you know, it, it can, it can really mess you up if you, if you can't provide, you know, follow it through from, you know, that life cycle, as we call it, you know, marketing and operations, because you don't have that particular product brand that you were off, that you offered to them for free they can't get it from you, you've lost that customer. So you really have to know that your operation structure has to also be in place strong so that you can be able to handle the influx of what may be coming in from strong marketing presence. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now, what I'm curious is if people are interested in doing business with you, how can they find you online or what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me is on all, all the social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, you can find me on there. Um, I usually post a lot of infographics or I post like a, a quotable or I do a motivational Monday to help entrepreneurs with, you know, like you said, some of the journey that I've had. Um, but you could also find me and I'm going to spell it out because it's, it can sound complicated, but it's B E N N E W C O M M.com. So Benny new.com. So you can also link on to my website. Um, I do have a contact us page, um, that you can fill out and it'll come to me. I'm also a bot. Like you'll see my little face up there that says, can I answer your question? And you could you know, put that in and one of my team will re respond to you within 24 hours. So that's how you can find me. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, also, I know we, we've talked about, you know, said the, the, the great things you're doing in helping other business owners are outside of your services. Are there other things you're doing in the community to help, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners? So, yes. Yeah, so this past summer, you know, with COVID, we were in this, what we call, call the great pause. So everything sort of stopped. And so what I was doing during the summer and I was working with the UNC Entrepreneurial School, the UNC Flagler Entrepreneurial School in Chapel Hill and lending my, um, you know, lending what I do and my expertise um, in navigating this, the great pause. And so I was the social media and marketing person. Um, to talk about what you can do in this interesting time of COVID. Um, so I was lending my skill set during that summer, pro, um, summer program. Um, I also was selected to be on the North Carolina um, NCIDEA Black Entrepreneurship Council. And so helping other small, you know, Black businesses like myself become more relevant and to let folks know we're out here and that um, we're just as capable of any company of doing anything, just give us the opportunity to show you. And so through NCIDEA, they're you know, giving funds away to help 
those black businesses be elevated so that they're in the you know entrepreneurship in ecosystem for folks to find them. And so I'm I'm happy that I have been a part of that that those both both of those groups to be able to help entrepreneurs either any entrepreneur and then also black entrepreneurs like myself. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one last question I always like to ask every guest that comes on is when you think about, you know, the journey of where you've been and you think about where you are now, you know, what's two lessons that you would share with other small business owners? So two of the lessons I would share is this, know your why, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? There's a great saying that says people don't buy what you do. They buy why you're doing it. And so why are you doing what you're doing? What is it that you offer? What is it that your service can bring that can help somebody meet and relieve that pain point? And so understand what your why is and why you're doing it and making sure that that is in line with your value proposition and your business goals. And so that would be one big advice is to just understand your why. And then once you understand that um, is once you start getting into your messaging, you know, making sure that that messaging is resonating, the why is resonating with your audience. And that's a big important piece. And then the second piece of advice is what is your value? Do you have you know, uh, a value-based marketing approach? Do you provide value to the audience that you tried to reach? You said earlier, you thought you knew who your buyer persona or your client personas were. I can guarantee you 90% of business owners really don't know. And so if you take on a value-based marketing approach, then everything falls in line because then you know what you're doing is providing value to that particular client, customer, investor, because that's the, that's the crux of what you're doing. If you look at it that it's not all about me, it's about my client, my customer, my investor, it's very easy to do it's very easy for you to, to be able to deliver on those pain points that we mentioned earlier. Um, it would be very easy for somebody to click on your website. It's very easy for somebody to take you from awareness stage to decisions phase and say, I wanna be involved with, because they understand what I'm looking for. And so I would say, understand your why, be a value, you know, adopt value-based marketing techniques and strategies. Um, understand your buyer persona. I know you asked for two, but I'm giving you some more. <laughs> and then just realize um, what you're doing is really going to uh, bring that company um, some relief from their pain point. Awesome. Uh, well, then, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on to hear your story, as well as to you know, get exposure to your wisdom and your insights. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I am really grateful that you asked me to be on it. I thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.